Leviticus chapter 8, verse 21. It says, And he washed the inwards and the legs in water, and Moses burnt the whole ram upon the altar. It was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet savor, and an offering made by fire unto the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he brought the other ram, the ram of consecration. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram. And it says in verse 23, And he slew it. And Moses took up the blood of it, and put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. And he brought Aaron's sons. And Moses put up the blood upon the tip of his right ear, and upon the thumbs of their right hands, and upon the great toes of their right feet. And Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. And he took the fat and the rump and all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat and the right shoulder. And out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened cake and a cake of old bread and one wafer and put them on the fat and upon the right shoulder. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for what you've allowed us to do here tonight, what you've let us come to church, Lord Father, and just obey you in all things. We thank you for the time that we spent here together. Lord, we thank you for this morning service. We thank you for our business meeting, Lord Father, and the agreements, Lord Father, and the continued work that we want to place in your hands, Lord Father. Father, to use this church with. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the many blessings uh, financially, spiritually, uh, uh, physically, Lord Father, that you give its members, Lord Father, and what we continue to do uh, here in this church. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. amen. We see here in, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 8, verse 21. Uh, I read verse 21 because uh, I only read that verse because it finishes up uh, uh, what was going on with the uh, uh, the first sacrifice, the offerings that were going on. And, and we see that he washed the inwards and the legs of, in the water, and then Moses burnt the ram upon the altar. And it was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet savor and an offering made uh, uh, by fire unto the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. Uh, a lot of us understand uh, a sacrifice in the Old Testament. Uh, they had to do, uh, hey, the book of Leviticus is full of them, of all the different uh, sacrifices they had to make, and the sweet savor, and the uh, certain things that had to be killed upon the altar, uh, uh, the certain times that they had to do it, uh, why they had to do certain ones. I, I like the book of Leviticus because it's a, it's pretty clear cut. Uh, I like clear cut exactly what you have to do. Uh, if you make a mistake, uh, Le Leviticus has got a, a way for them to pay uh, for those debts, for those problems, for those sins. Uh, and if anybody likes anything clear, clear cut and dry on a piece of paper that I can refer to. It's me. Uh, I like clearness uh, of what I have to do. And I, I'm sure most of us do. Everybody here uh, likes to have something written down on a piece of paper. Uh, I would love it. Now, I, I'm not asking my wife to do it, but my wife would just write down exactly all the things I had to do uh, uh, to make her happy. Uh, I don't know how long the list might be, uh, uh, but we, we'd like to know exactly what we have to do uh, uh, to make our spouse happy. Uh, if we go to work, uh, uh, most of us have an objective that we have to do at our workplace. Uh, we may have a list of certain things that we have to get done uh, uh, through the day, year, through the most multiple years. Uh, we have things in our church that we expect uh, uh, for certain people to do within the church house. Uh, and we have a, a list of things that we like to see accomplished. Uh, that's what Leviticus does. And we see uh, the consecration, the, uh, the offering that's made in verse 21. But in verse 22, it says, and he brought the other ram. Now, the other ram is something that's very significant that we really want to uh, focus 
focus on here tonight is the purpose of the other ram. This ram is the ram of consecration. This is the ram that's taking care of business. The first ram might have been sort of leading up to this one. This is that old one that they brought for this ram. It's a little more important. It's consecration. It's taking care of all the problems with the children of Israel. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram. Now, boy, sir, this is so much symbolism right here in this particular verse. They brought the ram of consecration and now Aaron right here has put his hand upon the head and his sons have put the hand upon the head of this old piece of meat here, this ram that was brought forth to make a consecration. And in verse 23, we see four words that it starts with and it says, and he slew it. Now, there is, boy, there is a lot of meat and taters right there. There's a lot to hold on to on what that means exactly with that symbolism, especially what's following up with what Moses does to Aaron and his sons and their sons. He takes and he kills the ram. Oh, I, I will used to think about the special moment. Now, a lot of you, that, that sounds gross and grotesque, but this is the consecration offering. This is the offering that takes care of the problems of the children of Israel. This is a special ram that they brought forth. I'd like to think it was the best one that they had. They brought this thing up. It was a beautiful ram. It might have been of the youngest as the firstlings, but it was of the fat thereof that it says in the Old Testament. It was a plump, beautiful ram. Oh, Aaron put his hand out. He had his family, had his sons around it. They killed that ram to begin the process of the consecration. Jesus had to die on a cross to begin the process of consecration. In the church house today, that's what saved us. That's what's cleansed the church is Jesus dying on a cross. They had a ram that they killed upon a sacrifice. They had blood that was shed. It says they slew it and Moses took of the blood of it and put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear and upon the thumb of his right hand and upon the great toe of his right foot. I ain't going to repeat everything that it says again because it does it to his sons. It's a symbolic in nature. Hey, I love the wording my Bible's got there. If you got a, if you got a Schofield, it says the blood Blood applied. Hey, hey, I want you to realize we have to have the blood applied if we're going to serve the Lord. The whole purpose of this exact, of this offering, this consecration, this cleansing, the blood that was shed was to set up Aaron and his sons in a Levite order to be priests over the children of Israel. We have to have the blood applied if we want to be in the priestly family of Jesus Christ. Beyond anything else we do in our lives, we have to have the blood. And the blood and the, and the ram being slown and Moses taking that blood and applying it to that old ear. Boy, ain't you, good? Ain't you so glad uh, tonight that I didn't get a little old dab on my old ear when I got saved. Uh, praise the Lord. Hey, this old testament, well, I didn't put a little dab on that old ear. I put a little dab on your thumb, a little bit on your toe. Uh, it's got a lot of symbolism. I ain't worried about that tonight. They just got a little bit of blood put on them to consecrate them, to set them apart. Uh, praise the Lord tonight. I don't have a little bit of blood applied to me. I've got the whole pail. I've got the whole Jesus tonight. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you lost right here tonight, you've got to have the blood. If you want to be consecrated, if you want to be set up, if you want to work for Jesus Christ, there ain't no feel good thing you got to go through. There's no repeat after me. There's no book I have to hand you. There's no piece of paper to hang up at your wallet at your house. It's the blood of Jesus. And it's still flowing just as strong as it was. 
2,000 years ago on that old cross. That old blood run down that cross. There's a lot of people that say, oh, they had things, they caught that old blood. And oh, this, this thing would, this thing would heal people. There was magicalness in this blood of Jesus. I want you to know, it wasn't the physical blood that was shed. There was a physical man that died. There was a physical man that lived in this old world for 32 years and lived a perfect life. They called men of God to be with him. They continued to the work of God after he left. But I want you to realize there's nothing with the physical blood. It's the spiritual blood. It's who he was on the inside. It's who you are on the inside. I don't have a pail of blood here uh, to pour over you. Like I said, I like the book of Leviticus because it's so simple. It's just clean cut. You've got to do this and this and this. Uh, praise the Lord. It says in the New Testament, it's very simple to believe in Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. To call upon his name and thou shalt be saved. Hey, people want to do Jesus and. Boy, I can't stand Jesus and. Preached in the church today. Oh, we got to have Jesus and something else. You got to have Jesus and. Hey, praise the Lord. We've only got to have Jesus. We've only got to have the blood. There is the only thing we have to have in the church house is the blood of Jesus. Boy, I don't know how much easier to make it. We've got to have the blood. I marked it, but I ain't going to go back here and read it. In Genesis chapter 3, we see something very simple that happened in the Garden of Eden. There was sin that entered into to life of Adam and Eve. They made a mistake. And what does the Bible say? That they hid themselves when God's voice... I, well, I like to think about that too. The voice of God, it blows my mind. The voice of God was walking in the garden. And what does it say? They hid themselves. And He said, why are you hiding yourselves? Because we know that we're naked. He said, well, how do you know that you're naked? He's, well, oh, he told me to take that fruit. <laughs> Think about this tonight. We've got sin in our lives. Well, we preached it this morning. We've got brokenness. We've got brokenness, church. I'm broke. I'm a broken person. I had to come before Jesus broken to receive salvation. That's the only thing that we read from the book of Psalms this morning. That's what Jesus, that's what God is looking for in your life is brokenness. And I want you to know once you're broke, the thing that fixes it is Jesus and specifically it is His blood. The blood has to be applied to fix your problems. And it says that Jesus, excuse me, that God was walking in the garden there. He told him, he asked him those questions. And you know what happened next? It says that there were some animals killed. It doesn't say that specifically. It says that there were some skins of animals. Now, I don't know how, how much you had to think deep into that, but there had to be some animals die for there to be some animal skins. That's the first recording of the shedding of blood to cover up man's sin. There is covering of blood to help man throughout the whole Bible. The blood of Jesus, a blood, the symbolism of it, forgiveness of sins is all the way from the book of Genesis chapter 3 to the very end of Amen and Revelation. You have blood that has to be applied. It's very simple. Now these priests were anointed. These priests were consecrated. Uh, they, had a, they even had a symbolism there in this. I think it was a chapter before this same chapter in Leviticus uh, uh, that they brought in oil and they even applied it on the altar. They applied it all over the place. Uh, and then they had the blood that was a shed uh, for, the, for the different symbolisms. Uh, and you see that Aaron and his family had the blood that was applied. But we see in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 23. If you want to turn there, that's great. Hey, there's some good stuff right here. In Hebrews chapter 7 of verse 23, it says this, and there, what does it say? And they truly were many priests because they had not suffered uh, to continue by reason of death. But this man, before we start any further, those priests that had that old blood applied, 
those priests that they had to go to, those priests that had to make uh, the offerings upon those old altars, those priests that had to do those things for the children of Israel. You know, that holiest of holy, that only the chief priest could enter into one time a year, those special people that was called uh, to make the sacrifice. And what happened to every one of them? We need to realize today, they're all dead. Uh, they're all gone. They're in a place called Glory Land. And uh, they're in a place that's much more better than this. They don't have to deal with us today. We can't call upon their name. There's nowhere in my Bible that says we pray uh, to dead priests or, or angels or even Mary. Well, my Bible doesn't show that. But we see here that those priests, many, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death, they had to die. 24, but this man, because he continued, it says ever, it means forever, because he continues forever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Did y'all hear that? Unchangeable. Unchangeable. There's nothing that you have to change. There's nothing we have to get together. We don't have to put on a big show or, or have a particular offering or an altar or a fire built. Uh, we don't have to uh, go out and pick particular animals. Uh, we don't have to pick and choose people to come into the church house. Uh, we just have to lean on God uh, to bring them to us, uh, to bring those babes in. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save them uh, to the uttermost uh, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't have to pray to Aaron. I, I don't have to call him up. Uh, I don't have to call up Dwayne. I don't have to call up Tony. I don't have to call nobody up. Uh, hey, I uh, get some doves together. Uh, I get some flour together. Uh, I done made up a steak. Uh, we need to get a big old fire at church this Sunday. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, we don't have to worry about those things anymore. Hey, they're nice. Uh, they're clear cut. Uh, I like exact directions. Uh, but praise the Lord, we've got one exact direction and that's to trust in the Lord with all our hearts. That's to believe in Him that has saved us. That's to honor Him, to obey Him, to love Him. Do we have that in our hearts tonight? Wherefore He is able to save them, the other most that come unto Him. Seeing He liveth to make intercession. That ain't good. Boy, I've been shouting, got excited. It's good to know that He is making intercession forever. There's no other name to call on. There's no other sacrifice. There's no other blood. There's no other anything. There wasn't any other prophet after that. There wasn't anybody that's adding to the word. The canon of Scripture was completed. It is done. We have Jesus to pray to. He is the intercessor. I'm so glad that I don't have to go to a sinful man behind a veil. I'm so glad that I don't have to call nobody up and say, can you pray for this? And some of you know that I've called you and asked you to pray for certain things, but I didn't have to do it. I just know that you'll pray with me. I know that you can't answer prayers. I know Jesus can answer prayers. I know that He is the intercessor, wherefore He is able to save them. Praise the Lord. Verse 26, For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who needeth not daily as those high priests? Ain't that good? They didn't. Boy, the, the priest had to be fed. The priest had to have some money. The priest had to have a house to live in. Hey, Jesus don't need that. Praise the Lord. He needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. He did it once. I've never been saved twice, church. I want y'all to know that. I ain't never had to go to an altar and seek my salvation again because Jesus only died once. 
He went on that old cross. He died. He shed the blood. He was put in a sepulcher uh, for a couple days there, and he came out. Praise the Lord. He's alive and well. But the blood had to be shed to pay for my sins. Who needeth not daily? Verse 28, For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. Understand that? Did y'all hear that? There's problems with men today. There's problems with people today. If you're looking behind a, for a man to stand behind a pulpit and be perfect, I want you to know you need to call somebody else. We need to go ahead and have maybe a, a vote to get me out of here because if you need somebody that's perfect, I fall short each and every day. I may fall short before I get home. I, I don't know. I'm a sinful man. I, I make mistakes. Hey, the Bible shows us very clear for the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. What does that say? It says the law of perfection made him perfect. Praise the Lord. The law that showed us what sin is is what Jesus didn't do. Praise the Lord. Hey, tonight we have a high priest named Jesus Christ that gave himself up on a cross and died and shed his blood for everybody. For everybody. I'm glad y'all said amen in unison like that. Ain't it good to know that we've got that consecration? I ain't got to pray to nobody else. It ain't like them old priests were in the Old Testament. I, ain't gotta, I, I like to get them phone calls. I love to pray with people. I do. I just love it. But boy, you ain't got to look to me. Bible just said, I say, them old priests full of infirmities. There's problems with man. Now, there's problems with me. There's problems. I ain't going to call out each and everybody's names because you know you got problems. Uh, this morning we preached on brokenness. Uh, if you don't realize that you're broke uh, and you need fixing, something's wrong. Uh, uh, there's something that can fix you. And what we've already said, it's the blood of Jesus. That's what fixes our problems. Uh, if you've got problem, if you've got a hang up, if you've got hurt uh, uh, going on in your life, uh, if you need to reconcile, I'm glad that there's not a chief priest for me to give you a number two. I'm glad there's nowhere for you to drive and ask a particular person. We've already preached it multiple times when we've preached the Great Commission. We've been baptized in the Spirit. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. We have got what we need, praise the Lord. I want to ask you, church, are you consecrated? Right here tonight, are you saved? Huh? I ain't got to shake your hand and ask you when you go out the door. You know if you're saved tonight. You know if you need a Savior. I, 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 my prayer is that everybody here is saved. I do. My prayer is that everybody up and down these roads are saved Christians. I hope that you hear it a whole lot more out of me in the coming year is who needs to be saved? Who needs salvation? Who needs a home in glory? And I want you to know it starts not with an event. It doesn't start with anything pretty. It doesn't start with banners. It doesn't start with pins with our names on them. It doesn't start with mail. It doesn't start with hugs. Uh, praise the Lord. It starts with the blood of Jesus. They have to have it. We've got to know how to give it. We've got to know how to tell them about it. We've got to know how to show it in a way that they want it. I, I can't. Well, I tell you what, people coming to the church, they might be lost to come in. They see somebody. I'm waiting for that preacher to get done. He gets fat and he getting gained weight and getting sweaty up there. And he's just, just going on about some kind of blood. I, I want you to know people today, they need to see smiles. or They need to see some excitement. They need to see something that they want. Uh, how many of us go to a football game? Hey, there's some of us that do. Uh, we get to a football game, everybody starts going crazy. What happens? Everybody else goes crazy. You know why? Because you love your team. Uh, you love the people around you. Hey, praise God. Hey, today, this is no different. No football game. We love the one that we come to celebrate. We love the one.
the one together in unity, the consecration, the blood. I'm going to shut up in a minute. Oh, I want you to know Jesus loves us. Yes, he does. He, does. Come on. he wants us to come into his house, to sup with him, and to be with him. And he wants new babes in Christ. That's what he wants. To love one another, to show that love, to embrace one another. I can't think of a more perfect place than right here, right now. Than to look for consecration. I'm not talking about a little dabble. That stuff's gone. Them people are dead. Guess what? I'm going to live and I'm going to live eternally. And say, Zach, what you trying to preach? I may die physically, but I've got a home that's perfect. I ain't going to slip up and have to make a sacrifice before I die. My old body, my soul has been paid for by that old blood. I've accepted the payment. Do you have that blood? And tonight, do you want people to get that blood? Do you want people to be saved? Truly. As they get a verse of some song ready tonight. What do you need to give to God today? consecrate, to look, to have the blood applied. Do you need the blood applied in your life? If you're not saved, you need the blood. If you're saved, you may need a little extra sometimes. We need Jesus to love on us. We need some help sometimes from our Father, which is God. We have that intercessor that we've already talked about. He's permanent. He's always there. I'm glad the line's never busy. I'm glad He's always there to help us and to, and to help us and to hold on to us and to hug us and to love us no matter what we've been through. That's the consecration that I love to talk about. That's the consecration that paid this old sinner's debt. That old death on that old cross was something that was horrible. Something that was probably bad to look at. I don't imagine any of us would just want to just stare in awe. It was ugly. He took upon him the sin of the world. There was darkness that fell upon, fell upon the whole face there for those, for those hours before he died. He took upon... All man's sin. And guess whose sin he took on? He took on yours. Ain't you glad that he went to be an intercessor for us? He didn't die and put somebody in place to take his busy phone calls. He didn't put a secretary to screen calls. It's a direct line that's never busy. That's how good it is to worship our Lord and Savior.